Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. There's so much darkness in this world that we live in. There's so much grief. There's so much sorrow and pain, confusion, all of this. If you don't have something strong inside you, it will overwhelm you. It'll definitely influence, and influence you and everything you do and how you see things. But there's a greater one. Oh, somebody say, thank God for the greater one. There's a greater one that, who lives inside the Christian. And he is able to quicken you and strengthen you and me to the point where we have a different perspective and we can, uh, in our thoughts and even in our feelings, we, we can rise above all of the darkness down here and we can have hope anyway. Like Abraham, uh, he believed in hope, against hope. He believed anyway uh, against all of the stuff that's going on. We can still have a great positive, confident expectation of the goodness of our good God. We can have victory every day of our lives down here until we get out of here and then we really step in to greater things. Hallelujah. So uh, come on into the class with us. Let's release faith to, to have added to us and added to our faith what we need for this day and for this season. Lord, we thank you so much that you're always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You never let us down. And we can always count on you, always, always, without exception. And we do. We reach out to you today. Add to us and, and quicken us and strengthen us and give us exactly, precisely, and powerfully what we need, what you know we need. And we'll thank you for it and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look with me, please, in our great textbook, the Bible, to um, Luke, the eighth chapter. We're continuing in our study of the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. We've been on these accounts for some weeks now, and I expect we will continue to be on them for weeks more because there are 20 or so of these, and we're only up to number eight. And uh, I'm not in a rush, are you? Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank God, by, the, by His grace and goodness, uh, we keep having more opportunities and days to do these, and we're planning on faith school continuing for some time. And so we can just take our time. That's uh, time and space is a blessing. Hallelujah. And extra time and space is a real luxury and blessing and prosperity and increase. And it's God's will that we all have plenty of time and ability and opportunity. And the key to having that is not putting yourself first, but putting God's things first. And if you seek first Him and His kingdom, 
in his righteousness, he said he would add to you things and he'll, he'll give you abundance so that you have not just barely enough, but you actually have more than enough. Is it his will? More than enough? He is the good shepherd. He is the good provider that runs your cup over. Uh, this account of the healing of the woman with the issue of blood is found in Matthew 9. It's found in Mark 5. It's also found in Luke 8. We've been looking at different ones of these accounts. Let's start in Luke 8 uh, again today, as we said. Verse 43, it says, A woman having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Dr. Luke is the only one that added that last phrase. Because he uh, apparently he was aware enough of the current state of medicine that he, he knew, uh, and of course this is inspired by the Spirit of God beyond that, but he knew there was nothing, nowhere she could go. At that point, there was nothing she could do uh, whereby men could help her and, and help her get healed. Couldn't be healed of any. And yet, what are we reading about? Her healing, <laughs> right? Is there a way to be healed when man cannot help you? When there's no treatment that can help you, there's no medicine that can help you, is there still a way to be healed? Oh, thank God there is. There is. And that's why we're talking about him. She came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stopped. We talked about on yesterday's class about why she came up behind him. And the day before that, we saw in Leviticus that... Um, if you had a hemorrhage or a discharge, man or woman, that you were declared unclean. And now, you know, this, is, um, this really is another revelation of the inspiration of the book because if you read the things that God gave them in the law, he, he described to them and commanded them in certain cases, to quarantine, and he prescribed washings, numerous different kinds of washings. Well, this is centuries and centuries before anybody knew what a germ was. Nobody knew anything about uh, contagion or germs spreading. They didn't know anything about that. So how did they come up with this? <laughs> Right? Well, God knew. And so he would tell people, if you had a discharge of any kind or, or you know, hemorrhaging and that kind of thing that was abnormal, then that's some kind of sickness going on. And so they were isolated and they were not to touch and they were not to be touched. And so we see this woman having been isolated like this uh, for this 12 years and she is continuing, though, to fight and do what she can do in the natural. One thing you'll learn about faith, faith is not passive. Faith is active. Say it out loud, faith is not passive. Go with me to the book of James, and you may have seen this before, but it'll bear repetition, and there's always a first time 
with everybody for seeing something. In James, he talks about faith and action in this second chapter. And um, the King James says works, but it's actually, it's not talking about, you know, works of keeping the law or works to be righteous. It's just, it's talking about action or deeds. When he says in uh, verse 14, James 2.14, he says, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and has not works? And again, that's the word for action or you could say deeds or doing. Can faith, can that kind of faith save him? And he, he gives multiple descriptions of that. In verse 17, even so faith, if it has not action or, or doing, it's dead being alone. Is there such a thing as dead faith? Apparently so. What about living faith then? Which kind you want? Uh, well, what is the characteristic of living faith? Active faith. Faith that acts. Faith that does. Faith that is not passive, but active. He brings up example after example. Verse 20, he says, Will you know, O vain man, that faith without action is dead? He gives the example of Abraham, how his faith was demonstrated by his action of offering Isaac. And Rahab, how her faith was demonstrated by hiding the spies when they came. In verse 26, he sums it up again for like what the third or fourth time saying, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works or action is dead. So is this an important thing we should know about faith? Faith must be more than a passive belief. And yet, with a whole lot of people, that's their whole concept of faith. Because people even talk like that. Well, what faith are you? <laughs> and does that mean that you do anything with it? No. What, uh, what they want to know, what is your set of beliefs? Well, that's not what the Bible's talking about. That's, that's something man has come up with. No, faith in God is being fully, completely persuaded of the truth and verity of what he has said and expecting it so much that no matter what you see or feel, you go ahead and act. <laughs> On what he told you to do or on what he said is true, you, you do speak it, but speaking is an action. And, but you're not limited to the speaking only. There are other acts of faith. As we see Abraham offering up his son, Rahab uh, receiving the spies. Uh, and and we, we looked at this in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews for weeks and weeks. Uh, by faith, this one did this. By faith, that one did, 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 did. Did we see action? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now notice with me in First uh, Timothy, if you'd look there, First Timothy, the sixth chapter. Now, it, it's needful to talk about this because some people have gotten the wrong idea about faith. What I mean by that is they, they see faith 
as passive, being passive. 1 Timothy 6 and 12. Wonderful, wonderful verse of Scripture. What does it say? What's the first word? Help me out, class. What's Fight. Huh? Fight. 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 <laughs> Fight. I, I had a lady one time, bless her heart. She was dealing with some things. And I was encouraging her along this very line. I said, well, sister, I said, you're going, you're going to have to fight. She said, I don't like to fight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to fight. And I said, well, I, I understand. But this you have to do or else why is you going to be defeated? Somebody say fight. 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 Do what, but a very specific fight. Not fighting with people. Fight the good fight of faith. Tell me the next phrase. Lay hold. Lay hold. There are some who have emphasized grace only to the exclusion of faith. That's a big mistake because Grace is one of the most wonderful things you could ever talk about. But grace is not our part. It's God's part. <laughs> hmm? I do need to know about the grace of God because it's only through learning about that that I find out what I've been given. God's grace includes everything He has given us freely given us, that we didn't earn, that we didn't work for, that we didn't deserve. But that's his part, and he has done his part, and you can count on him to do his part. Our part's not grace. We couldn't, we couldn't produce grace. We couldn't make grace happen. God did that. You know what our part is? For by grace you are saved, what's the rest of it, help me out, through Faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Grace and faith, it's given by grace, but it's got to be received by faith. No matter what God has given you or how much he has given you and I, we won't enjoy it. We won't experience it just because grace has provided it. Unless and until we, are you looking at this verse? Lay hold of this eternal life. We lay hold, somebody say lay hold. Lay hold. Say it again, lay hold, lay hold. There's a phrase that's really popular among church going people. And that is, let go and let God. And many have really emphasized that the biggest thing that happens is we just need to get out of God's way. Really? I mean, that sounds logical. It sounds reasonable. But is that what this is? Huh? Fight the good fight of faith. Let go. Huh? Let go and let God. Let go and get out of the way and, and let God do it. It, it sounds good to the uh, you know, unenlightened ear, but it's not reality. It's not how things work. God doesn't need to do it. He's already done it. Come on, can you say, He's already 
bought it. He's already paid for it. He's already accomplished it. And he's already given it. Well, then why don't I have it? Because you hadn't received it. <laughs> Come on, y'all with me? Because you haven't received it. This woman with the issue of blood. Twelve years. Somebody say twelve years. Twelve, twelve years. Getting worse all the time. Spending every dollar she's got. When did it turn around for her? The scripture says, our passage says, she heard about Jesus. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And she did. She pressed through the crowd. Can you see any faith in all that? Huh? She heard it. That's how the faith got there. The faith came by the hearing. She heard about Jesus. And then she said, is she releasing her faith when she said it? If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Not might be, not we'll give it a shot, not we'll try, not we hope so, maybe so. I shall be made whole. I shall be made whole. She's convinced. She's convinced. And then do we see her faith in the act in her weakened, sick condition pushing through this mob of oppressing crowd, did that take faith? It would have been so much easier to say, I can't. And most everybody would have understood, well, no, dear, you don't need to be out in that massive crowd. You're liable to get trampled. But that's where she got her healing. (laughs) Isn't it something? She would have been justified in the eyes of almost everybody to go back to the house and take care of herself. But that means you still got the sickness. Pressing through the crowd and being uncomfortable for a few minutes more means you don't have to go back and be sick. You don't have any sickness to take care of. Mm. So she, she presses through and touches the hem of his garment and takes a healing. Oh, somebody say take, take. Faith is not passive. Faith takes. Now, this doesn't sound right to some church going, oh, no, no, I mean, I'm not going to be rude and take it, you know. That's precisely what this woman did. Jesus is not having a service. He's not teaching. He's not preaching. He's not having a healing line. There were numerous times where he laid hands on people. He touched people. That's not what's happening today. In this account. They're they're traveling. They're moving from point A to point B. And the mob of this crowd. Of course we know where where they're going right now. They're going to Jairus' house. Right? We know that. But they're not having a healing meeting in the street. And yet. This woman. This woman. Didn't say hi. (laughs) Right? Didn't say, excuse me. Didn't say, uh, would it be all right? Didn't say, is it your will? Hmm? Is it, would it be okay? She didn't ask anything. She just came and she was going to sneak a healing. (laughs) She just came and she pressed and she pushed. And she pressed and she pushed until she got there. 
And when she touched him, something happened. Oh, glory to God. The anointing came into her body and the Bible said she, she knew it and felt it. At that moment, that hemorrhage stopped and what was causing it was healed and restored and she felt whole and strengthened and she's smiling like the captain got the canary and she has done it. She has pulled it off and she's getting out of the crowd and she looked around and the whole thing has stopped. Jesus stopped in his tracks. She thought, oh no, no, no. And he's saying, who touched me? She's thinking, oh. <laughs> and we see it was a little while before she came forward because one writer says, when all denied. And of course, a lot of people had brushed up against him, but yet when he said that, everybody's like, no, no. What me? No, excuse me. No, no, no. And yet it was her. Finally, she did, she acknowledged it. And he, he wasn't upset with her. Come on, class, are y'all awake? Yes. He didn't say, you didn't even ask. What if it wasn't God's will? <laughs> what if it wasn't God's timing yet? You didn't even ask. You just came and took <laughs> a healing. No, what did he say? Be a good comfort. What does it mean? It's fine. It's good. Your faith did that. Why? He wasn't thinking about her. He wasn't trying to minister to her. Oh, come on. Are y'all awake or not? He was going to Jairus' house. Now you got to remember, even though Jesus is the Son of God, always will be, he wasn't functioning as God. He became a man. He laid aside his mighty weight and power and glory and is operating like other men. There are so many indications that he's not walking in omniscience. He's walking as a man. He didn't stop being God. Some say, well, how could he do that? He's God. He can do it. And yet you got to remember, he, he didn't have her on his mind. He's not ministering to her. She did this. She initiated this. Her faith took it. <laughs> this is so important. I said this is so important. This is an agreement with verse after verse after verse. Remember Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, what things wherever you desire. When you pray, do what? Believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. That same word translated receive there in Mark eleven twenty four. Same Greek word is in other places translated take. Same word. Take. You could do no harm to the text by saying believe that you take it. And you will have it. In other words, you believe you take it before you feel any different. Or before you see anything different. Believe you take it. And you'll have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you see? She said it. If I touch his clothes, I'll be, be made whole. She pushed through. She touched him. She did it. And at that moment, she took it. 
Even though people are touching him all around, nothing's happening, nothing miraculous until she touches him. And that's why he stops in his tracks. He and the disciples, can you see it? They're pushing through. They're going to Jairus' house. Time's of the essence here too. And yet, he goes, ho, ho, wait, 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 wait. Who touched me? <laughs> and even the disciples are going, huh? <laughs> How about 40 people in the last 10 seconds? He said, uh, uh, somebody touched me. What's he talking? Are these things real? The power of God is real. And the faith that gives action to the power is real. Somebody say, faith is real. Faith is real. The power of God is real. And the amazing thing, that power can do anything. It can do what 12 years of procedures and everything else and no man could do. It did it in a moment. In a moment of time, the moment she, she, she touched his, his clothes and, and it said immediately that, that hemorrhage stopped immediately. And whatever was causing it was obviously healed and restored and she felt in her body that she's healed of that play. I mean, moment of time. Moment of time. Can God still do that today? Can God still? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. The reason we haven't seen more of it is because we haven't seen what this woman did, <laughs> right? We haven't seen more of that. The more we see of what the woman did, the more we see of the manifestation of the power. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fight the good fight of faith. Say it out loud. Fight, fight. the good fight, the good fight. Of, faith. of faith. Lay hold. Lay hold. Now, when you say fight, you're not fighting against God. You would lose. <laughs> you're not fighting to twist God's arm to talk him into doing something for you that he doesn't want to do. No, no, no. He's already provided it. Amen. Right? Yes. It, the type was when he had already given the promised land to, to the children of Israel. He had already given it to them. And yet, did they have to fight? Did they have to fight to get in? Yes. Not God. But the enemy, there were giants of the enemy. Did this little woman have to fight to get her healing? She had to overcome the stigma of her separation. She had to overcome the weakness in her body. She had to overcome that massive crowd. Come on, can you see that? Did she have to fight some things to get through there to lay hold of that? But it was God's will for her all the time. And it was, it was available on Jesus all the time. It was available to people all around him that are not receiving it. Because the casual touch, the curious touch, the accidental touch does not cause healing. The passive touch brings no miracle. The touch of faith is the active touch, the laying hold, the taking. Hallelujah! Praise God. The taking of what God has already so graciously given. Can you say amen? Well, that's it for today. Please come back with us tomorrow. We're growing in this. We're going from faith to faith. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. 
Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.